You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Castle After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Castle After Show. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Bingus for doing, and we're doing another episode of Castle Season 5. Uh, episode 9, this was titled Secret Santa. I'm your host, Bam Erickson, and I'd like to introduce uh, to you my co-host. Yes, hi, I'm Paige Sullivan. I'm Samara Bay. And I'm Larissa Shamar. So, all right, so let's dig right into it. This is the last, uh, this is their winter finale for for Castle. And so what did you guys think about tonight's episode? I loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a sucker for Christmas. I told mm-hmm. I told Samara, I was listening to Christmas music on the way here to get me in the mood for the episode. What were you listening to? <laughs> Just the radio. There's uh-huh. like a radio station that plays only Christmas music. Mm-hmm. So um, I had my other station on, but I, I decided to change to get, you know, really get in the zone for this episode. <laughs> and I liked it. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I am a total sucker, not even for Christmas, but just for, like, sentimentality, and I was totally tearing up at the end there. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah, I think this episode has definitely been one of the better episodes. I mean, because it kind of kept you stringing along, but it kept you more exciting. Um, and, and, like, again, it's Christmas time. I heard my first Christmas song today. I was like, man, I think I have to buy gifts. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay, so there's a lot that we need to discuss, so let's get right into it. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is Lainey and Esposito. So Lainey, um, who's played by Tamla Jones, who appeared on uh, our first uh, recap of the season, she hinted that the two might get together. And so what did you guys think about... Get back together. Get back together. Yeah. What did you think about their interaction in the in uh, in our room? I personally thought it was strange because mm-hmm. it was so simple. It was so, I know what you want to do. I know you want to hang out, but not, right now it's not the right time. Give me a call if you still want to hang out after all of this is over. Mm-hmm. That was crazy to me because Lainey's such kind of like a hard ass all the time. Mm-hmm. And here she is just, oh, yeah, you can call me. Like, is she that over it? That now it's like a new thing. It's true. I feel like I remember so much uh, of her aggression mm-hmm. in there, you know, in the post relationship phase, mm-hmm. but it is it was definitely strange to see it a total turnaround. I mean, clearly like, they're trying to set up that something is going to maybe happen in mm-hmm. 2013. Yeah. I mean, I really think that, you know, the Esposito, he was just kind of smooth with it. He just kind of came down nonchalantly. He was like, you know, kind of acting her like, hey, let's spend Christmas together, but, you know, she blew him off, but at the same time, he was persistent about it. Mm-hmm. And it was a very laney thing to do when uh, she totally called him on, like, I know what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I, Esposito, he was really smooth with it because he wasn't even supposed to be in there. He followed he followed Beckett there, so he was really smooth with it. But I also think that if Lainey would have just caved in so easy, then 
it would not have been fun. Like, it, she needs to play hard to get a little bit. He needs to be smooth. This can't be just a quick, you know, a quick it's jump. It's Christmas. Yeah. Everybody needs a gift. Yeah. It's Christmas. Lainey's giving a gift. <laughs> the gift of her love. Yes. Oh, I don't know. Maybe they're just maybe they're just being more mature. Just like mm-hmm. saying what they need. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she's going out with her girlfriends. What girlfriends? You ain't got no girlfriends. Uh, I mean, I she, think we never seen any. Uh, she got ne- Beckett? Well, you know. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> out I think Christmas. the biggest thing was that Esposito did not want to spend Christmas alone, alone. because yeah. you know everybody has somewhere to go. Possibly, Esposito just was looking for somebody. Like, hey, can you please like spend Christmas with me? Here's my question: Nobody but Castle is spending it with you know his mother, his daughter. I mean, for me, Christmas is always about your aunts and your uncles and your cousins and everybody. Do none of them have that? I feel like Esposito must have. A sister, or a brother, or a mom. I was especially wondering that about Esposito because it seemed like if it, he didn't have Ryan, then he didn't have anyone. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think it, I think obviously it was to play along with the theme of the show that you know the holiday spirit, and yeah. I think that was a, something they had to do have somebody be alone on Christmas. So I, I get it, but it's also kind of like. Yes, of somebody. Like, it can't just be Ryan in his life. It can't be all he has. No, I can agree with them because, like, me, like, moving somewhere brand new, I didn't know anybody at all. So, like, I'm just kind of like, hey, you know, what everybody doing for Christmas because my family's basically, like, 3,500 miles away and yeah. tickets are real expensive. I was like, hey, well, you know, I'm trying to, like, tag along. Like, can I go to Christmas with you guys? <laughs> kind of weird, but at the same time, I kind of see what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But overall, I think maybe like, we just would have liked a little, like, a little mention of what the deal is with his family. Yeah, because we away, don't know. Or they not exist. We or, don't know, you know who his family is. Because right. we know yeah. so much about, like, you know, Beckett's background and with Hearst, you know, obviously we're learning, we're learning more slowly about it. It's like everybody has Ryan. somebody. Yeah. Esposito. No, he has has somebody. He has the neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm glad that they touched upon Lainey and Esposito. I thought it was nice. I think we've been waiting for it, especially since Tamil Ho is here, and we're like, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Because everything, you haven't even heard mention of it, really. And most other seasons really focus strongly on the relationships when Ryan was getting married, and when Esposito and Lainey were together, and when they were broken up, and when Becca and Castle are back on, back off. Like, it's constant relationship statuses changing Mm -hmm. within this precinct. And this season, it's been very status quo in that department. And I think... Maybe, like you're saying, in 2013, we will see some new things develop for everybody. Because especially because I feel like they spent the fall like mm-hmm. really digging into this whole Castle Beckett relationship, yeah. and they were like back off on everyone else. <laughs> Let's yeah. see what this really is. I'm also glad that Lainey's character was in more than one scene because mm-hmm. she's only yeah. been in really one scene per episode. So this week she's got she had. Two scenes. <laughs> yeah. So I was really happy for that. That's strange to me because I feel like in previous seasons she's been a heavy hitter in most yeah. of the scenes. And this season it's really been one one scene, an episode yeah. basically. And I don't know if it's because, like Samara was saying, that they're playing so much into Castle and Beckett. And I think that's why everybody's kind of taken a back seat to the two of them. Mm-hmm. But it was nice to see her again. And then also, there. oh, go ahead. What do you want to say? No, I would say, do you really think they can get back together? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think it's the season to be giving, but I don't think so. Ah. I'm really, as much as I like Lainey and Esposito together, I really hope that, um, well, just just a backstory. So when Tamla was here, she said that, that Dwight Howard was a fan of the show and he wanted to come onto the show. And so that she connected him with the creator and the casting person. And so hopefully now that Dwight is in Los Angeles, hopefully they will. You, why are you laughing? Nothing. You don't believe it? 
No, I'm uh. white in Los Angeles. I saw. Oh, okay. Well, you know, well, he's here. And so it would be cool if there was a, if they had a scene together or maybe he was like a potential, you know, love interest to make Esposito maybe that jealous. We talked the about whole that. Esposito thing yeah. happen. Or maybe he could just be like her brother or something or like a cousin. <laughs> I mean, he can still come on. <laughs> right? Like, no, that is not my fantasy. <laughs> Special guest, Dwight yeah. Howard. <laughs> that would be pretty interesting, but, uh, you know. We'll see, we'll I see. guess. Yeah. I mean, this episode really had a lot. Um, in depth into these people's lives, which I kind yeah. of liked. Yeah. And so now let's go forward with um, with with Gates or mm-hmm. or Sir or Captain G- Gates. So her family, her in laws are in town, and and uh, she didn't like it. She hates them. <laughs> she hates like, it. She don't want to go home mm-hmm. at all. She's uh, like, I'd rather be at work than to go home. Yeah. Well, it's nice to see. Like I said in previous episodes, this season we're seeing a lot more of Captain Gates. We're seeing a lot more of her personality shine through. Just kind of getting goofier, a little funnier in these episodes. It was nice to see her be relatable. She wasn't just that scary captain in her office, who yeah. they all call Sir. Yeah. But she was a person who has other people in her life who affect her day-to-day. And I think everybody, even if you've just been in a relationship and you meet the parents, it's always a very... Hit or miss thing. You either hit it off, yeah, or you yeah, I, don't. I was gonna totally say the same thing. Like, I've I've never been married, but you've been where you've had to meet, you know, mm-hmm. the the parents, and sometimes it's just like, uh, it's, especially at Christmas time, because you yeah. have to adapt to their to the family's um, their traditions and the type of foods that they eat. And it's like I don't really eat anything, and so it's like when I say no, I can't. <laughs> I can't eat this, so no, I don't drink this. It's like it has meaning, it has weight, you know. Like, and you they try to, to force like it, and I'm like, no, yeah. I I can't eat that, or I can't drink that, and no, I'm not drinking liquor. So it's just kind of one of those things where. Do you think meeting in Paris like Christmas time for the first time is the best time? No, no, I think it's the worst. Yeah. We're, we're on the same page here today. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. no. Yeah. yes, it's totally the worst. I think uh, Castle's daughter made that pretty clear. There's, yeah. She's yeah. Like, oh. There's too much riding on it, too much yeah. pressure. When it's a holiday like that, it's hard enough to get a family together on a holiday without fighting. It's hard enough to make that blend. Your own and, family. And then to, yes, and yeah. then to bring up an outsider into that situation. I personally know my holidays are not a quiet, peaceful holidays. <laughs> I mean, they are loud. My siblings are fighting. If I had to bring somebody completely new, whether a friend or a boyfriend, into that situation, it would be completely overwhelming. I think you'd be broken up. I think we'd be broken <laughs> up. I think we'd be over. But... In regards to the holidays, everybody, I know you're all shopping, or at least I am. And if you haven't started, you should. And an easy way to do so is going to Amazon. So we have a banner on our AfterBuzz page for Amazon. And you can click on that, and it will bring you directly to the Amazon website where you can do shopping for yourself, shopping for your loved ones, uh, any kind of holiday shopping that you want to. And it really doesn't take anything more than a couple seconds for you to go to our site, and it'll bring you directly to Amazon. No extra cost to you. It just helps us here at AfterBuzz. It gives us a little kickback, which helps us keep the lights on, and we want to keep coming to you, especially in the new year. So make sure you do that and um, check it out. I mean, Amazon has everything. So help us out and help yourself out all at the same time, all from the comfort of your home if that's where you're located. So make sure to check it out. <laughs> okay, well done. Okay, so let's go into, before we get into the murder, because we have a lot that we want to discuss, yes. but let's get into um, what we call broken tradition. So with the holidays coming around and Christmas, you know, people have 
certain traditions that they do. So, you know, Esposito has his tradition that he and Ryan does. And so let's go into that one before we go into to, um, to Castle's uh, traditions with the family and then Beckett, her non-traditional, whatever you want to call hers. And then so, all right, so let's talk about Ryan and Esposito, um, their tradition for New Year's Eve or it's Christmas Eve. I'm sorry. Tradition. Yeah. It's like you're kind of stuck in the middle of nowhere and you're like, hey, I'm not going home for the holiday, so let's just get a six-pack of beer and play Madden. Like, mm-hmm. who does that? It's you're- definitely a single guy thing to do <laughs> during a certain phase of your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ryan's out of that phase. When did he get married? I don't remember. Last but it must have been last season. And last but it was bef- after the holidays. And last we've year. never, we don't know who the wife is. Well, we've no. heard of her. We've, we've heard of her, but her. she's never appeared. Is on, that true? Yeah. 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 We, we don't know who she is. So, Jenny, I mean, right? Yeah. That's her name? About yeah, the that. wife's name is Jenny. Yeah. All right. But, uh, yeah, he got married last season. I, I don't even think they really touched too much upon the holidays last season because it was, wasn't Beckett shot? And yeah. then, and then that was the hiatus. They didn't really, they didn't right. do this, you know, Holly Jolly Chris Kringle mm-hmm. um, thing that they did. <laughs> this is really the first Christmas episode that I can remember, unless yeah. it's been it's so long that, that I, I can't recall. Yeah. I saw that on one of the message boards yeah. earlier today. This I, is like a thing, maybe in honor of you know <clears throat> Beckett and Castle mm-hmm. becoming more of a thing. Yeah, but I think with I think with Ryan and Esposito, this is really you know two homeboys, two friends, <laughs> yeah. where one is married and now he realizes that he can't do the things that he used to do because now he's a married man. Yeah. And so Esposito's a little bummed because why? He doesn't have a girlfriend. He doesn't have Lainey. He's all by himself. So you could tell that he was really hurt inside but he had to respect the fact that you know his best friend is, is uh, married. It's a turning point. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody hits that mark in their life, certain milestones where you have to stop doing things. Yeah. And where other your friends move on or they have a change in their life and your friendship has to evolve. And I think that's what him and Ryan this whole season have been going through. Like when they were fighting earlier in the mm-hmm. season, they're hitting some roadblocks. Yeah. They're working through them. That's what friendship is. Right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, totally. I, <laughs> I mean, but again, you know, what he's been rejected by Ryan kind of leads to him kind of going to Lainey and asking her to spend Christmas with him. So he's just kind of reaching out to somebody because he wants, you know, that comfort of somebody mm-hmm. yeah. for the holidays. Oh, well, he'll have to find some comfort elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Poor, Poor guy. <laughs> with the neighbors. Yeah. Poor thing. <laughs> oh, goodness. And so now let's go into Castle's. Tr- tr- uh, Christmas traditions, and let's go into Beckett's Christmas or non Christmas non Christmas tradition, non Christmas non tradition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go ahead. You want to talk about it or describe? Well, um, I think that I think as usual, it's really fun to see castles like crazy. I have the money, so why not go for it? Mm-hmm. I mean, that house was ridiculous, insane, and mm-hmm. it's not just yeah. like we have a tree. It's like mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a tree and Rockefeller Center. When his daughter said that she wanted to go uh, ice, ice skating, skating, he should have been like, "Do it here. We got right? the we got the uh, ice rink right here." Um, yeah, so that was and seeing him come back with uh, his daughter and all the presents and the ba- mm-hmm. you know the big bags and of stuff. You know, clearly his traditions all have that very traditional quality to them that Christmas means family coming together and he seemed to have a very um, uncomplicated relationship to Christmas Mm -hmm. yeah and I don't I feel like more people lean towards what Beckett has I think I have a lot of friends and family who I know don't like Christmas for something that happened in their life Uh, it's turmoil for their family at that time so they don't enjoy the holidays I feel like there's a lot of 
Grinches out there who really don't like the holidays. So for Beckett, it's for a serious reason. I mean, she lost her mother around Christmas time, and ever since that year, her and her father haven't celebrated. And so that's her tradition is no tradition at all, is just not celebrating. So I think the problem in this episode is that Castle is so gung-ho and over-the-top and into it. And the thing I love about Castle is, yeah, he's got all the money and he's got the huge tree and all these presents, but I don't feel like I don't like him for it. I don't feel like I'm, I'm mad at him for having this wealth and this overwhelming amount of decorations. I think he's still endearing about why he likes Christmas. He's always just the little kid. Yeah, yeah. and he doesn't, he doesn't take his wealth you know, and use it and make his head get big, really. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a huge thing in this episode, too, was knowing what's important in your life. Yeah, I think it just kind of takes a tradition, just wanting family to be with each other and to love each other. I mean, because the decoration itself, like, I never had decorations of that massive. <laughs> no. 15-foot <laughs> tree. But at the same time, he just wanted everybody to spend that time with each other as he continued to, you know, harass Beckett about spending Christmas with him. And she continued to reject him. But I think just the love that he had for each and every person with his mom, his daughter, you know, with Beckett. It was just like, I just want to spend this time with people that I love and that I enjoy. But everybody kept rejecting him. You know, he kind of felt bad about it. But in the end, everybody kind of came together. And mm-hmm. spent Christmas with him, so it kind of made him like overly happy. But you know, also Beckett was per- Beckett was going along with it, but you can tell through her disposition that she didn't really want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she finally, you know, lied to him. And, well, she said that you know she was asked to work, and then we find out the real reason that she was not so um, amped about wanting to do the Christmas was because her background is a little. So, um, yeah. what's what I'm looking for is a little um, she doesn't have happy memories tainted yeah, yeah, tainted. yeah, yeah tainted, tainted. <laughs> yeah. and tainted with um, now my question is w- did this have to do was her mom murdered on Christmas I don't know if she was murdered on Christmas I think it was around Christmas yeah. because mm-hmm. she says yeah, she it was, was January. January 9th before we took the Christmas decorations down yeah. so I think it happened between Christmas yeah. and New Year's or yeah. somewhere around there. I don't know if we've ever actually gotten a specific date that her mother yeah. was. I'm yeah. sure we have. I don't have it memorized. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the decorations are like, you know, a visual and an mm-hmm. emotional whatever connection for her to that whole time that was not very happy. Yeah, and I understand why she doesn't want to celebrate, and it's kind of sad to see her dodging bullets with Beck, uh, with Castle and not yeah. wanting to celebrate and kind of hurting his feelings, but he was very understanding when she explained why, and it was nice to see at the end that you know she had a change of heart and she wanted to make a new tradition, and she wanted to make Christmas mean something different to her, yeah. which makes me think Castle's going to be in the picture a little bit like long-term than I was first thinking because yeah. she's willing to make this kind of change in her life. Mm-hmm. Are I, you kidding? Like the se- the series <laughs> finale is probably going to them being married, and then the season the show is going to be over. It's not going to be over. You can ha- be married and still have problems. It's season. <laughs> it's, <laughs> wedding, uh. But it's season five. I can't. I mean, I think once they're married, eventually over. it's over. I mean, they're they in don't have fi- to get married. They. I think uh, the difference between. A long-term, like they can be in a long-term relationship and have breakups and get back together. But I think she sees at this point in time that Castle is the person she wants to be with, and that's why she's sacrificing mm-hmm. her comfort zone with this Christmas thing for him. But at the same time, it's that they still hide in the relationship from Gates. Just yeah, Gates. They, yeah, they have they have a long ways to to go. Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah. only because. 
the job. There'd be ramifications, yeah. not because they aren't serious about each other, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think Gates would care, me personally. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't think. I think she's warming up to Castle. She genuinely. <laughs> yeah. I think she genuinely likes him now and sees that he is a good asset to the team. And for that reason, I think she would. She Look definitely likes it. him now because of the gift he bought her. She was like, oh, for me? <laughs> what do you think it is? And she was like, uh, I didn't get you a gift. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, I was just going to say uh, one other thing. You can you can tell by uh, by Becca's personality, like some of the things that he wanted to do, like have a Christmas uh, a movie marathon, <laughs> like that just does not seem like something that Beckett wants to do and watch It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. I just, I don't see her wanting to sit and be laid up and, and watching Christmas movies. I, I can't see that. Yeah. I think that's a big step outside her comfort zone. Yeah. I think dinner with the family near a 15-foot Christmas tree is a baby step for her. And like we were saying, Castle is so over the top with everything. I think if she can just accept a little bit of it at a time, she'll be good. Because that's like his whole life. His whole life is extravagant mm-hmm. out of this world. His mind is in another place. <laughs> you know, on a side note, you know what bothers me about the holidays? What? Is those stupid text, message, text messages that you get from people that you ain't heard from like for the whole entire Happy year. Christmas. And then they, Happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, yeah. Happy Happy New Year's. Oh, you know the thing that get them, though, and they actually text me, I'll be like, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. That is what annoys me about the holidays. That's like my biggest pet peeve is, is, getting, is getting those crazy text messages. But something that I absolutely love is iTunes. So mm-hmm. listen, make sure that you guys go to iTunes and you guys can download and you guys can rate and uh, tell a friend all about the great shows that we have here on AfterBuzz TV, you know, with the new fall lineup we have over 50 great shows that you guys can watch we have drama we have reality we have comedy we have something for everybody so you guys make sure you go to itunes we've been in the top 10 a couple times um we're one of the most popular uh, new shows here on uh, after buzz tv for the fall so keep us in the top 10 and make sure that you guys also check out the podcast app which organizes all of your subscriptions so for all the different shows that you subscribe to it will automatically download it when the show um when the show is available and it puts it all into uh one podcast for you so itunes very handy all right yes it's great let's get into the murder dun 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 oh my gosh Wow, such an exciting show. The murder had, it was, it was like... Chris Kringle was killed. Yeah, Yeah, I just want to say at the top that, um, you know, there was a lot of technical stuff once, once we found out more about the money side of it. But I love that the entree into it was about, like, is Santa real? And then Mm -hmm. that provided everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, the opportunity to, like, reevaluate what Christmas means to them, which was the whole theme of the episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Castle, of course, was totally, you know, into it. He was a believer. Of course. Of course. Fell from his sleigh. (laughs) How else would he get here? (laughs) Red paint chip from his sleigh. (laughs) sleigh. <laughs> oh gosh, oh. Castle cracks me up. Yeah. Honestly, so funny. And this episode, I think, yes, Santa was killed, but it was still pretty lighthearted mm-hmm. um, and sent a good message. Not every murder sends a good yeah. message. Most of them are kind of dark and gloomy and kind of messed up. And this one was pretty um, heartwarming, I guess, mm-hmm. when you yeah. found out what happened. Some part. I like the Santa school. Yeah. Uh, Who knew? But of course, right? Yeah. Where else are they going to learn? 
Yeah, how do you learn to ho 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 like that? And, really, and from your diaphragm. <laughs> from your diaphragm, ho ho. I just really thought it was kind of like weird because I never thought that people actually go to school to learn how to be Santa. Because most of the Santas I've seen is like, oh, uh, they're not very enthusiastic. It's kind of like, oh, anybody. They're can the ones who didn't go job. to the school. Yeah. And they have an agency. I wrote oh, down yeah. Bells yes. and Holly yes. agency. Yes. How funny! That's so cute. That's, yeah. that's a specific market. That's yeah. somebody targeted. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. I mean, you know, if you want to hire a Santa, where do you go? But Obviously. you know what? In L.A. and New York, there are agents for everything. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, there's an agent for everything. There's there's hosting agents, okay? There's hosting agents. There's uh, You have dance agents. You have agents for everybody. So, I mean, you know, a Santa agent. It just makes good business yeah. sense. To have yeah. an agent <laughs> and a sleigh. <laughs> but I thought this episode was nice because we start off with a dead Santa, but it leads into this whole Santa world. Um, yeah. And at first we're brought to David Dunn was his name. Yeah, yeah David Head Dunn. Santa. Santa teacher. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're all Santa, so I don't know how to refer to them. But he was teaching all the other Santas. He's a professor. Yeah, yeah. everyone yes. else. And so he said he met Edmund um, five years back when he was in a really bad place, and yeah. he turned his life around being a, a Santa Claus. And so that kind of gives us our first insight into who the dead Santa really was and what his life was like. And at first we think he killed him. We think Santa teacher. David Dunn killed uh, Santa mm-hmm. Edmund, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, and he didn't. And we thought he did because there was a a plane picture with Ed with uh, David in front of it at Edmund's apartment, which got us thinking yeah. he fell from the sky. He was in a plane. Uh, David was mad because he stole a, a what was the ad? Some ad from him, a Christmas ad, uh, the Cartier ad, Cartier ad, yes. and so yeah. he was. Yeah. Ticked off about that. The student becomes the uh, uh, the, yeah, the one who steals the jobs from him. Yeah. And yeah. the neighbor comes into play for the first time because the neighbor has heard this mm-hmm. argument that's somewhat suspicious because David Dunn, the Santa teacher, threatens to kill yes. <laughs> our <Santa>. victim. <laughs> And so when they go to when they go to the house, they go to the neighbors. Um, the kid's name was Tim, and I didn't get what the. I don't think they ever mentioned the mother's name. name. Yeah, <clears throat> her name's mom. Mom, mom. <laughs> mom um, they all really like Edmund. He's been a great figure in their lives. He's always been very supportive, and we find out that he's helping them out with a court case um, where they Mm -hmm. kind of lost everything. They lost all their money in a mortgage that was fraudulent from Sun Cove. And and so we find out that Edmund's trying to help them with this case, and we don't know how or why or what Santa has to do with it. He's had a lot of calls with a female lawyer, and we're like, what is his investment in this? Mm -hmm. And we find that he... He's doing everything. The case is going to be shut because there's not enough evidence. It's not going to pan out. And he's doing whatever he can to to help out. To see that it goes through. And that's where we kind of find, we're trying to find motive for the murder once we find yeah. out what he's doing outside of being a Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty intense. Very, very. And then they find, mm-hmm. and then they end up at this helicopter. Yeah. 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 A helicopter with red paint. Yeah. Santa sleigh. Yeah. Quote yeah. unquote sleigh. And then it was blood in the seat. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of like. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like unusual mm-hmm. to think that blood would still be soaking in the seat like that, for mm-hmm. one, or somebody wouldn't clean it up. But it was kind of like, okay, well, now we found that he was actually killed in the helicopter. So mm-hmm. now it's like, who's flying the helicopter? Mm-hmm. You know? And I think from there, Beckett. Esposito kind of like talks to the manager of the hangar, just kind of figure out like 
the distance, you know, they kind of use the calculation of like, hey, the helicopter had a, a full tank of fuel, so the distance from the um, where they found Santa to back to the hangar is like, okay, this must be the helicopter actually been used. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like unique how they kind of like figured that out. Prior to that, though, before um, when we find out about the phone calls to the lawyer and we're kind of finding out what we're doing, retracing his steps, we find out that he contacted his wife. Yeah, ex-wife. Yeah. Which I think is a huge deal if you watch the episode. Right. Um, he contacted his ex-wife. who Gwen. Gwen. Yeah. Gwen. Gwen. Shortly before the murder. Short, uh, yeah, hours before the murder. And so and he it, went there. And she, um, actually, I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, no, you're... It was, he, he made the last call to his ex-wife. Who he hasn't spoken to in five, five years. years. Um, and so he went there, she claims, with the intent to apologize for the way he left her. Because apparently, after watching Christmas movies with her all evening and watching It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas Eve, he woke up Christmas morning and left and never came back. Yeah. So that's that. And that makes you wonder what was so bad in their life yeah. that made him do that and she she seemed to think nothing was wrong on their life yeah. and yeah. Then, and then she also lied and said well her alibi i'm sorry her alibi was that she was hosting a food benefit mm -hmm. so that was her alibi which also makes her sound like a really good guy so yeah. we don't want to go woman. after her <clears throat> right yeah. yeah right and she's not well, well, but we'll keep that well, for later. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. Way to give it away. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> but so um, we're digging further into what Edmund was doing. He's in a helicopter. We have to find out what he was doing that night. So they find out what job he was working. And he was working, what was it called? A case uh, Commerce. Commerce. Commerce, yes. Yeah. And so it's another company, kind of like the one he worked for previously. Mm -hmm. yes. yes. And so he's working that party. And that's where he landed his helicopter on the helipad of that building. But I think it was gangster how he how he got the gig. So he found yeah. out yes. he, he found out that there was another Santa that was hired. And so what he did was he found out the company he found out the company or the agency and he found that out and then he basically you know, called uh, called the agency and told him that the gig was canceled on behalf of on Case behalf, Commerce, pretending he was Case Commerce, right? Yeah. And then so he shows up and he's a Santa, and everyone obviously thinks that he's a real Santa because he shows up in a Santa suit. So I thought that was I mm -hmm. thought that was real gangster of him. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, he, I mean, it's, it's like same thing. He kind of took David Dunn's position in a Cartier. It's yeah. kind of like, oh well. And I thought that he just kind of did it because he was just kind of like, hey. I'm just trying to capitalize on every opportunity possible. Because at this point, we still think he's kind of maybe a bad guy. Yeah. yeah this I mean, is a big question throughout the whole thing. Is is he doing these things for good motive or bad? Mm -hmm. Right. And you find out after he was there that a clock worth almost $30,000 was stolen. And I was very confused, as were Castle and Beckett, as to why he would steal a clock and what it meant. Yeah. And Castle's right. thinking, oh, there's a, there's a map inside, a treasure map. And <laughs> I was thinking something like that, too. I thought maybe there was files in there about Sun Cove or, you know, a special document within the clock. Mm-hmm. I was wrong, mm -hmm. but I was going there. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going with. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure. I just thought it had something to do with he knew it was expensive. He needed to get the clock, and he was going to use it for money because he did. Right. He did. Um, they did say that he had took out $2,000. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I figured he needed some kind of money, and it would be an easy thing to do rather than rob everybody. It's just steal the clock, put it into your um, Santa bag, and no one would notice. Right. But it changes everything when we find out that uh, David Dunn, the teacher, mm -hmm. was involved, mm -hmm. but that stuff went awry and mm. the teacher said the teacher the, you know whatever the Santa Santa Santa, Santa, Santa Professor A, Santa Professor Santa <laughs> um, the, the Professor Santa says that uh, our victim asked how much weight the helicopter could carry because now we know the clock was not the only goal yeah 
And that they, he paid David the $2,000 that was missing from his bank account. Yeah. Right. So that was a question as to why he took that money out. And so he paid David that money. David drives him there. And then... Flies him there. Flies him there. <laughs> she, yeah, flies yeah. him there. Um, and they get there, and he just stays upstairs, right? And as the, he's working the party downstairs and waits for him to come up to kind of be the getaway. And he said he didn't ask any questions as to what they were taking, just how much it would weigh. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably have done the same thing because I got paid $2,000. I don't know. Saying. If I'm committing like grand yeah. theft or something, I'd, I'd ask a few more questions. Yeah, but maybe that was part of the deal. I'll give you 2000 if you don't ask me any questions. <laughs> we don't know what happened behind closed door between Santa and Santa. Right. You know, it's like, it, that always happened with people, though, because, like, hey, I'm asking you to do a favor for me, but you really don't know the detail of the favor until, like, something actually happened. Mm-hmm. But in this case, something did happen is that, you know, Santa Ed, he actually got shot on the way coming out. Yeah, so he was running, yeah. and he said, yeah. go, go, go. So he jumped into the helicopter but got shot. And didn't shut the door and fell out of the helicopter. But what's also interesting is how is how um, is how uh, David Dunn, his alibi was clear. So he didn't murder. But then they find out that he did have something to do with it. And he said, well, I know I didn't murder him. Yes, I was there and I was a part of his 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 plan. I wasn't um, I didn't murder him, but I know who did it. Well, he didn't know who did it. He just knew that oh, somebody wait, wait. was I'm, shooting I'm at sorry. him. Oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah I you jumped know. ahead, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's this one, okay, because we were saying past weeks have been very open shut with these murders. This yeah. one was taking twists and turn, twists mm-hmm. and turn. And I at first thought Professor Santa did it, and then he was cleared. But then I thought he did it again, and then he was cleared. Yeah. And so this leads us, we find out somebody was shooting at him. So somebody who was in that party intentionally was chasing after Edmund and knew who Edmund was and what he was after. So they kind of go through... And look through all the people who work there and find out who has a connection to him. Yeah. And it's his old colleague. I mean, but even before that, with the security um, camera taking the pictures, they took the picture of the neighbor. Oh, right. You know, and what what made the neighbor a suspect, because the ex-wife was like, hey, when Ed left the house, it was something, when he got into a cab, somebody who... Who um, followed him? Followed him in a motorcycle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so and when they saw the picture in the elevator, the neighbor's son had the motorcycle. So they went to go question him as if he was like the suspect. Why were you there at the party? And he explained to him the reason why he was there at the party because Ed told him, you know, I'm the guy that I'm the reason why your parents lost their house. I can help you kind of, I'm trying to redeem myself and give back to you. If you help me out, I possibly I can kind of like, you know, give you the money back and mm-hmm. help you win this lawsuit case. We also find out that the neighbor's father was killed that night. And yeah. that's why the next morning Edmund got up. That night five years ago. That night yeah. five years ago. That Christmas Eve five years ago. So when he woke up that morning and left, there was reason behind it. Somebody yeah. had lost their life and a family was in extreme turmoil because of what he did and what his company had done with these fraudulent mortgages, basically, that he just profited off. Yeah. And so... He changed his life, moved in next to these neighbors, and kind of made it his mission to help them and change their lives, which was really nice kind of to see. So yeah. now we know he's a good guy and not a bad guy. <laughs> he was but, guilty. Yeah. He just had a guilty conscience. Yeah. yeah. And then and then also he had the neighbor because the neighbor, he had a couple, you know, felons. He's, you know, he's had a, he um, brushed a couple crimes or, yeah. you know. And so his thing was he knew how to pick locks. Yeah. Right. And so because he knew how to pick locks, um, 
I'm getting confused with all the Santas. <laughs> Santa, there's Santa victim. Santa victim needed him to pick the locks so that he can get into the office so that he can get the files. Exactly, yeah. which leads us to his colleague. Mm-hmm. And obviously he couldn't get rid of the files because the police coming in and out since the murder, mm-hmm. um, just investigating. And so when they do go back, files are still there. And so it seems like this is done. You know, it's his colleague who did it. Question. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't Tim and shouldn't all these people that are helping him with this crime, why are they, how come they don't go to jail? Because I think the fact that they gave up this information grants some immunity. You always see that in like these murder shows. You get immunity if you if mm-hmm. you give up certain information. And yeah. I think just because Tim, yeah, he picked a lock. Are you really going to send this kid to juvie or to real jail? I don't know how old he is because of that. We also don't know what happens after the episode ends. There could be less <laughs> than entirely happy ends for all these people. But we'd like to assume not because it's Christmas. But at the same <laughs> time, Tim never stole anything. He just kind of assisted. But I think they kind of yeah. focus more on the death of Ed, the, yeah. the, the Santa victim, mm-hmm. versus like, hey, you, you had enough turmoil in your life because you lost your house, you lost your father, and then, you know, it's kind of like... You're okay. Other episodes they have said, you know, you, you'll you be arrested for this to a certain person that they speak with who gives up information, but they still arrest them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think in this case, it's just one of those things. David Dunn flew a helicopter he wasn't supposed to fly. Okay. I'm sure they're going to press some sort of charges, maybe a fine, maybe probation. Not something that they're going to really yeah. delve into. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't make for very good television. (laughs) That was was just a random thought. I was like, because there were so many twists and turns with this particular uh, murder. I was like, wait a minute. All these people are involved. Normally... Normally, some you know when they when they think there's a, sus- a suspect, there's an alibi, and yeah. they were a part. You think they're a part of it, but they're really not. But all the all of the people had something to do with <laughs> the murder per se. They're all yeah. implicated. You know, you had Dunn yeah. who flew the helicopter. You had Tim who picked the lock. So all of the suspects were involved with the with the crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so. they weren't ultimately. The, the murderer. Killer. Yeah. 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 So that leads us to the colleague, his ex-colleague, mm-hmm. who now is at the new company who has all the old files. Yeah. And so he's saying, none, none, none of those files lead back to me. Nothing leads back to me. And Beckett, classy girl, she <laughs> she she digs into him and she's like, no, because they put this clock up against their mortgage, hoping that since they couldn't make their payments, that this would be money for that and you kept it when you took their house so that ties you to Suncove so you're you're implicated that's you and he says okay fine but I didn't kill him and so (laughs) but he does know who else was at the event that could have done the shooting on the roof which was what we needed I didn't kill him but I know who killed him yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's kind of like the thing yeah and so it's dun 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 the wife the wife Gwen Gosh, Gwen. She was so happy to see him. I think she genuinely was. She said, I was happy to see him for a second. She missed her husband. But when she found out he was coming back just to flip her life all over again, I think it just pushed her a little over the edge. If your husband up and leaves, doesn't talk to you for five years, and then comes back and says, I'm taking all your money and everything you ever had, (laughs) and that's the next time you've seen him in five years, I'm sure I'd go a little crazy, too. Uh, yeah, know. but the the, the, the murder part is maybe yeah. like that's the extreme. Maybe that's extreme. <laughs> I wouldn't kill anybody. That's why I'd like I don't know. Call my lawyer friend and be like, "Hey, yeah. have a talk with them." <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, you know, why she had to kill him? It was kind of extreme, though. Yeah. It was, I Obviously. Think, I yeah, really I don't. I don't recommend you kill anybody. Who steals your money. <laughs> it's not what I'm endorsing here. I think we've all heard Paige say that. So. Like, Thanks, Paige. And I also felt she didn't feel very remorseful. No. Yeah, at the end, I really painted her as as somebody who was really money grubbing. It's yeah. true. Yes. Yeah. I think she yeah. just kind of did it for like multiple reasons, though, because the fact that he left him five years ago, and then you come back into my life, it's more like another hurtful pain because you're walking right back out of my life because you're telling me what you're going to do. But then it's also the financial um, issue that she was that she's going to have because he's taking everything away from her again. Yeah, you know, so he, he took himself away from her and the marriage. He basically comes into the life telling you, I'm going to take everything away from you, and then literally tries to take everything away from her. But in the end, he still takes everything away from her because she's going to jail. Yeah. And on top of that, they laid up together and watched. Well, I, I guess it's a wonderful life. Yeah. And so, you know, a nice, uh, nice uh, Christmas movie. So, I mean, she probably thought, like, yes, <laughs> it's all good. And maybe he broke I, the news during the you morning. You guys. Fun fact: I once broke up with someone at the end of watching "It's a Wonderful Life." See, she's that girl. <laughs> <laughs> she's that girl. But I knew I was going to do it beforehand. I didn't know he was going to like turn it on. Uh, wow. Um, it was bad timing. But but needless to say, I was watching this episode and was like, nah. And so, <laughs> and so when you broke up with him, what did he say? Did he was like, but we just watched it. So no, he didn't say that. We had a whole conversation. Now it's getting too personal. I don't want to. We're on the air. Okay. Sorry, guy. I'm not going to say the name of, but it was years ago. Gotcha. I've uh, never even seen the movie, so. Me either. Yeah. I mean, I don't recommend seeing it under those circumstances. No. Your your brain's a little elsewhere. Uh, note to self. Do not watch Wonderful Light. It's a broke, <laughs> breakup movie. It's a breakup movie. Right. Apparently, it's in like, your life and in this guy's life, Edmund's yeah. life. But so, overarching theme, though of the episode was kind of good prevails kind of there's yeah. hope there's light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. and yeah. Christmas not for everybody but represents that for a lot of people it's the end of the year it's a happy time it seems yeah. like it also was saying that like we people can choose to see the good mm-hmm. and that this is you know not only is that the sort of Santa theme with that guy making the decision to change his life but also um, Beckett you know she can either wallow every year for good reason, but, you know, wallow every year and, like, think about the sad stuff, or she can choose. To, to be happy. Yeah, and mm-hmm. to reconsider. And that thing about, like, in the, the Castle says about in our darkest days is when we all celebrate the light. It was nice. Oh. <laughs> I think it also is, like, one of those things with every bad action, there's a positive reaction. It just depends on how you kind of, like, accept things in life, you know, because a lot of times you have bad things happen, but... You don't have to kind of, like, dwell in the sadness. You can, like, hey, with Beckett, she chose to spend Christmas with Castle, starting something new in tradition. You know, also with Ed, you know, he did a lot of bad things in the mortgage industry with a lot of 43 cases of people losing their homes. But then he tried to repay each person, you know, in, the, in his own way that, you know, it's like, hey, I did bad, but now I'm trying to do something great. And he did, ultimately. I think those cases will be won because of the information yeah. they found. He's dead, but he his intended goals were met. That's true. Yeah. And and I, what I also thought uh, um, was good, particularly with this um, with the overall theme, is you know take take Esposito for example. You know he was really hurt. And he was a mom about what was going on. But then toward the end, when he came in with. Um, uh, when he came in, I think with the present to give the clock, he, the he clock gave back. the clock back to the family. He gave the clock back to the family, and then 
he got what he really wanted too. He wanted to, you know, be with someone for Christmas Eve. So he was able to get, um, he was able to give the clock and he was able to, you know, have a dinner with, um, with Tim and his mom. So mm-hmm. it was happy. And I also liked how Castle, you know, he knew that Beckett was going to be working uh, by herself. So although his family decided to change plans because Castle was <laughs> upset, <Yeah. laughs> then he was getting ready to now turn on the family, although that they, you know, they, they, they canceled their plans so that they could ha- make him happy. Then he turns around and then he wants to make Beckett happy. So then he's getting ready to leave. And then when he opens the door, then she's there because now <laughs> she wants to make him happy. So, yeah. I mean, just overall, it was just a happy, <laughs> happy know, times, happy time, happy themes. It was nice. It was a nice yeah. episode. I liked it. It was yeah. a nice way to end off the year for Castle and most, lots of things to come, I think. Yeah. 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 So, and they really didn't leave, they didn't leave it on that much of a cliffhanger. Not yeah. like last year. Yeah. And I do like how everyone was incorporated. You know, yeah. you had Lainey who had her little thing with Esposito. And then even with even with Captain Gates, you know, her family, her, her in-laws being pilots were able to help give a clue into uh, give a clue about the whole uh, the landing of the plane. You know, being that it's nine one one, you know, there's there's rules and things, yeah. and so because she knew this information, because her, her in laws, she was able to uh, to be able to contribute to the to the murder. So every all the major cast members were um, pivotal, were pivotal in this yeah. in tonight's episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I liked it. Was it. Nice. That's right. nice. Anything else before we go into predictions? No. Oh, and we learned that. Well, this is this is a segue actually, and mm-hmm. we learned that uh, Castle's daughter has a new. Oh, boy, yeah. boy. Yeah. And then uh, and then Ryan's wife wants to have kids. kids. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so <laughs> Esposito, of course, you know, had his back and you know encouraged him to go home. <laughs> yeah. so. a big Christmas present. Like, hey, I want to have kids. Yeah. Uh, hmm. It's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, seriously. Well, I don't think so. But you but you but you're married if you're married, you know that that's gonna have to happen at some point. That's a conversation you should have had before the marriage. Yeah. Not the first well also years. it's interesting that right, you don't have to like six months in, just saying. Mm-hmm. But also no, it's interesting that what he focused on was not I'm not ready to be a dad. It was about the world at large, which yeah. of course tied into all this theme stuff mm-hmm. of like, yeah. is the world bad or is the world good yeah. and all that. Yeah. And I love that they're like one second conversation where uh, where uh yeah, where Esposito's like you know, the world is good. We can we can all make it better by was enough. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'll have a kid now. Done. I'll do it. He was <laughs> like, go home and have. What do you say? Go home and have sex now. Go ha- go home and yeah, make it. Oh, get go it make on. a baby. Yeah, yeah make, make it. Go home and yeah. make a baby. <laughs> Stuff her stocking. Yeah. Is what yeah. he said. Yeah, Pretty sure he said stuff or stocking. Yeah. We did. We did miss talking about the earlier moment with the lingerie, which is very funny. Pretty cute. That was. Happy yeah. moment. Which, yeah. which now we know, sort of set that up that the lingerie was because she was like, you know, let's start trying Having to have a baby. I like when I like when uh, Ryan came in with the gift and he was like, "I'm not ready." And he was like, "Not ready for what sex?" <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that was probably my. That was probably the funniest line for me. T- yeah. yeah, that yeah. is good. That's good. Okay, well, let's go into predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Okay, so tonight was the winter finale, so they will resume in 2013 of January 7th. Mm-hmm. So we have we have a ways to go before you guys will see us again. So let's go on to predictions and what do we think 
what do we think and what shall we expect for um, for the remaining of season five in 2013? I... <laughs> you just like saying that. <laughs> yeah, 2013. Can you believe it? It's almost here. Crazy. But I think there's going to be, like I mentioned earlier in the show, a lot more between relationships. Not just Castle and Beckett. I think we're going to step back from that. It's not going to be the main focus anymore. And I think maybe Esposito and Lainey, maybe we'll see more of her. I think it's about to kind of get complicated and not so much just the castle and Beckett show like I think it's been this whole first half of the season mm-hmm. although with we also learned that there's this ex-wife coming into the picture right. to spice up yeah. the castle Beckett thing because I think I mean I think everybody knows that like the show is going to die if they just become like a happy couple mm-hmm. well let me just <laughs> I'm sorry castle fans I, I don't want to have to throw salt but you also know that the ex um that castle's ex-wife um is Darby Stansfield now she's on castle on another show that I happen to recap Pink Scandal what you I just said, said? Castle? Oh, st- what? She's on Scandal that I that I have to host. I'm sorry, I host so many shows here. But um, his, his ex-wife, his ex-wife, she's also on. Um, she's on. She's on Scandal. So she'll only be making. I believe that she will only make an appearance or two because I do know that with Scandal they work like sometimes 17 hour days. And but so, an appearance or two is all you need to yeah, mess up a relationship. <clears throat> I was about to agree on you know with that. It's like. One appearance, as you already can see, the January 7th episode, you know, Beck is like, so it's your wife. You know, I think that's really going to be kind of controversial and really challenging, like in most relationships, mm-hmm. because they seem to have like a perfect relationship, you know, now. But I think like just having a little bit more controversy between the two just really kind of shows like, are they really going to make it in this relationship? Mm-hmm. I think even with Esposito and Lainey, I think that's going to be something interesting to see. But my thing is, I want to see Ryan's wife. You know, how is she actually, how she's going to play in the second half of season five? Especially if she gets pregnant. Yeah. 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 We'll see. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, uh, I think we should see Ryan's wife. Yeah. I think, um, I think Castle's wife will, you know, she's going to come in. She hasn't been on, she hasn't, she hasn't been on Castle in so long. This I can't is not remember. the one. He has two, right? This is not the one that's Alexis's mom. No, I think it is. That is Alexis's mom. Uh, okay, so that's going to be a thing. Yeah. yeah. I saw a repeat. I saw a repeat maybe a couple weeks ago of of when the ex wife was there. But like I said, she's been gone for so long. I mm. really can't remember the dynam- dynamics. I know she used to. I know she liked shopping and she wanted this credit card in one episode. But I, I really can't remember. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious to see how it's going to turn out. Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait till next year. Yeah, so yeah. we'll be back January 7th, the 2013. So let's tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Oh, you guys have to follow me on Twitter. It's at Samara Bay, S-A-M-A-R-A-B-A-Y. <laughs> and you guys can follow me at True Peoples, T-R-U-P-E-O-P-L-E-S, at Twitter. All right. And you can follow me at Paige Sell, P-A-I-G-E-S-U-L-L. You can find me on Twitter and Facebook at Bam Erickson. And also, um, I'm currently in a Doritos uh, contest for the yeah. Super Bowl. And so if you guys go to my Facebook at Bam Erickson, that's B-A-M-M-E-R-I-C-S-E-N, you guys can go to the um, to the link where you guys can click on to watch the commercial. It's for the category of Weirdest Workplace, and the commercial title is called Outman's Revenge. So please go and vote so that my commercial ad can make the Super Bowl. I'm totally doing that tonight. Yeah. Oh, wait, I have one more thing to add. Mm-hmm. Can I add one more thing? Yeah. I have a blog that drops every Friday called The Smarty at the Party, thesmartyatthparty.com. 
Tom. Like the title. News you can use to schmooze. So read it before the weekend and see what's going on in the world. And Great. Nice. Be a little smartier at the party. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it, you guys. So thank you guys for watching. And we will see you January 7, 2013. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.